Blackberry Jam. Five. She had watched them both, followed them, called them secretly within her fractured heart. She knew they saw her, knew she followed them through the bush from the station. Half visible, half not, she stealthily passed through the older path to the sea, the one with the dappled sunshine, fewer people, deer, rare birds, and the pink-purple heather that was like a spring-wire mattress against her lower legs. But she was careful, oh yes, she was careful, that Archie remain undiscovered. She had trained him well. Only rarely did she have to whistle after him, only rarely scold him with a hard-whispered voice. She laughed inside when she saw them stop and pretend to listen. Her sister was up to her games again. She'd obviously caught John in her web of lust, her web of lies, and the game she had tried to play with herself. Mirror, mirror on the wall. As children, they had swapped roles, fed each other imaginary stories, pretended they looked at each other, parallel worlds through both sides of the mirror, and dwelt on the darker side of the fairy tales they knew so well. But after their parents had split, moved apart, fell in and out of love, drifted upon the ragged edges of their lives, the sisters had competed for their attention. Anything in an increased spiral of competitiveness, drugs, violence and extortion, and an array of partners of both sexes to worry their parents with anxiety, fear and illness, until into early graves. And then they had both inherited the old house by the sea. The ramshackle building was in serious decline. Missing roof tiles, broken windows, a garden overrun with weeds, climbers and the tunnelling of rabbits and foxes. Garden walls, once proud and sheltering from the local gales, had collapsed into piles of rubble and ruin. Sally lived in the lower floor and Serena herself estranged and wild on the upper. The cellars were flooded with the rising water table. And it was these, seen from the top of the crumbling concrete stairs, the rotted trapdoor, the pale yellow light that fell on the dripping walls and pools of stagnant water, that gave her the idea to drown them both and at once. The house was called the Old Aunties. The two wild women who lived there, known locally for their personal history, their parties, the grotesque shadows that passed across the windows like fangs in the early morning hours. Most kept away, apart from the users, the abusers, the dealers and police who half kept a watch on the comings and goings, particularly in the twilight hours watching for the new people who moved to the coast, the vulnerable and the unwary. John had never been inside, but Sally saw him at once, young, single, attractive, an outsider who had the local gossip had whispered moved, it was said, to escape his military past. There were some whispers about Northern Ireland and money. She worked on him, and eventually caught him as he'd been up his ladder, 
painting the upper floor windows of his own terrace cottage.